We have to go back! In the habit. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And we are in the middle of sequelary. Sequelary is a month on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast where we like to look at movie sequels. Uh, and particularly this round, we're doing standalone movie sequels. Basically, sequels to movies that we have never seen before. That is why we are this week taking a look at the 1993 Nun movie. Oh, none other than... Dang it, you know... Ah, Grayson, let's just start from the beginning. So we will be reviewing none other... Yes. First take, best take, then... Sister Act 2, colon, Back in the Habit. This movie, oh, I'm so excited. This movie has such a presence in my childhood. I was so excited that we were going to be reviewing this movie. Um, So, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of backstory um, in case you are forgetting about Sister Act. Sister Act 2 is a sequel to the first movie, Sister Act, which was released in 1992, uh, which followed the story of Dolores, played by Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, She is a lounge singer whose uh, mafia-involved boyfriend murdered someone, and she enters witness protection and is forcibly inducted into the nunnery as her sister act sister mary clarence um comedy ensues fish out of water story she because she was a lounge singer who's all about materialism and stuff but then she learns how to uh take a vow of poverty obedience hard work chastity and getting up at 5 a.m but like in the sequel sister mary clarence had a lot to teach these nuns about what it really means to be a sister act they truly were a sister Sister act (laughs) so the movie did really well with a budget of seven million dollars it made a ton of money but uh whoopi goldberg actually didn't enjoy making the first film to the degree that she refused to do interviews to promote the project um and the only reason why she did the sequel back in the habit, was because Disney decided to finance her dream project, a movie called Serafina, which I watched the trailer for, Grayson. It's Sister Act 2. Oh. Whoopi Goldberg is a teacher who teaches these children about how to use music and dance to, like, break out of uh, the world and their surrounding community. I'm just like, so you... You said, listen, I'll only do Sister Act where I'm teaching these youths and more specifically this one girl about the power of their voice so that I can do a movie where I'm a teacher teaching these kids, more specifically this woman, about the power of her voice and how it can change the world. Those are my terms. Those are my terms. <laughs> and so that is where we have Sister Act. Uh, Sister Act 2 had a significantly higher budget of $38 million, and it grossed $60 million in the United States and $100 million worldwide. In 2006, the movie was made into a stage musical with songs by Alan Menken. That guy? <laughs> 
The one and only. Uh, and so uh, that's kind of a little bit of background into the production of Sister Act. I do have a couple of fun facts before we get into our reactions. Those uh, weren't me- the fun facts? <laughs> that was just the fun history. Whoa. So I can't imagine Sister Act without Whoopi Goldberg, um, but... The scriptwriters can. Uh, originally, mm-hmm. the role of Dolores was written for Bette Midler, uh, and the character's name was Terry Van Cartier instead of Dolores. Uh, the name Dolores was changed because Whoopi Goldberg said, the only reason I'll be in the first movie is if you can change the name of the character to Dolores because I've always wanted to play a character named Dolores. Those are my terms. Those are my terms. <laughs> Read the writer. But Midler actually passed on the role after later on in production. And in an interview, she is quoted with saying, Their sister act, which was written for me, but I said, my fans don't want to see me in a wimple. Uh, I don't know where I got that from. Why would I say such a thing? So Whoopi did it instead. And of course, she made a fortune. Then she went on and did sister act too. And and that's that's Bette Midler's biggest regret, which is also the name of her autobiography. I wish I did Sister Act. Another fun fact is that Dolores slash sister Mary Clarence is partially inspired by a real nun. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So Mother Dolores Hart. Um, had been a Hollywood actress, singer, and dancer starring in movies such as Where the Boys Are and King Creole. Uh, though she left the industry to become a nun when she was just 24, she's a voting member of the Academy of the Motion Picture Arts and Science to this day. Wow. Yeah. And then, Grayson, you recall the character of Maria? Oh, from Sound of Music? That I should have been more specific. Uh, in Sister Act 2, Back of the Habit, oh. uh, do you know the uh, the girl who played Maria? Redhead girl who's, who uh, didn't know what Mary Had a Little Lamb was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grayson, that's Josie from Beekman's World. What else? <laughs> Wait, you didn't watch Beekman's World? I may have. I watched a lot of stuff. I was oh my gosh. Okay, very so, busy. Like, so... You remember Bill Nye the Science Guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Beekman was on the other side of the science lab because he had a very bright green coat. He had an actor who played like this giant rat. And uh, Josie, who was Beekman's assistant, uh, the show came on CBS and I watched it every Saturday because it was the last th- uh, show on the programming block on CBS after watching Garfield and Friends in the... Uh, Bugs Bunny and Tweety Bird show. And I recognize her from that. Uh, she's been a couple of other things, but that's the thing I remembered her from. So if you guys also remember Beekman's World, uh, let us know on Flashback Flicks so I can have someone to be excited about. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I can't it. give that to you. <laughs> but that's okay, Grayson. I'll give you another chance. Mm-hmm. You remember Sister Mary Robert uh, in the movie <laughs> Sister Act 2 Back of the Habit? Uh, she was also the redhead. Uh, she used the redheaded nun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember her? Does she look familiar? Uh, yeah. Because she was the mom of the kid in Airbud. Oh. Well, speaking of, did the creepy father guy with the mustache look familiar? He kind of did. He was the creepy clown from Airbud. No way. Yeah, that's true. He's really? he, he's Airbud's owner. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So that's our fun facts. Now we're going to go ahead and get into our reactions. Uh, Grayson, when was the first time that you actually watched Sister Act? 
I watched Sister Act at a family friend's house probably three years after it originally came out. Oh, okay. And um, I was like, okay. And I haven't seen it since. And I've never seen Sister Act 2 until watching it for this episode. So oh. this was this was all new territory. My wife loves Sister Act 2. Loves Me it. Me too. Yeah. Um, so I, I was really exploring it for the first time. So I had a lot of like that person type reactions like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt, man. Yeah. And crazy. I forgot to mention this. Um, and this is for those 90s slash early 2000s R&B lovers. Um, the young man who uh, was the one who was like singing the main solo for uh, Oh Happy Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, joined the uh, R&B group City High. Is this like a Beekman's World thing? It's kind of like a Beekman's <laughs> World. If you know what that is, oh. let me know on Twitter so I can have someone to get nostalgic and excited about. Uh, and if you yeah. watch Sound of Music, let me know on Twitter <laughs> so I have someone to get nostalgic with. My uh, connection to Sister Act 2 dates back to middle school. Uh, where I went to a private school for a year, and then I went to another private school. But this specific private school, I don't know what the curriculum was for the teacher, or I don't know how this happened, but on multiple occasions throughout this school year, we watched Sister Act 2 because we were in a private school, and I think we it was just homeroom or something. But they played Sister Act 2, and they're like, well, it's about nuns. It's a PG movie. Fine. <laughs> I really think that that was their uh, process because we watched it a lot. So I remember this movie very, very vividly. Um, and the thing is, we I never, to this day, I have never seen the first Sister Act. I've only Whoa. ever seen Sister Act 2. And Sister Act 2 was just one of my favorites. Uh, I... Just loved all the music. I loved Whoopi Goldberg, and it was and it was my introduction to Lauren Hill. And then later on, I found like Lauren Hill as an artist, uh, as a solo artist, and then also uh, in the Fugees. And so I just, I just really love this movie. Like when I was watching, when I was rewatching this movie, I was like unreasonably like emotional. Like I'm just like kind of like getting choked up at moments that don't require you to be like choked up. I'm just, it was just like, all right, kids, here's a music room. I'm like, I just, uh, this is just uh, like, I'm just like getting choked up because like I watch this movie so often and it's just so ingrained uh, in my brain. So yeah, this is like one of my all time favorite movies. And I didn't even realize it until like the credits were rolling. I'm just like, yep, I forgot that this is one of my favorite movies. What I have gathered from the last, two plus weeks is that um, the adults in your life as a child really used <laughs> movies as a substitute for child care. Yep. 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 <laughs> Listen, you can probably watch Terminator. It's fine. Sister Act, what's a lounge singer? It's PG. Don't ask any questions. Just, just listen, watch it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I watched this movie a lot, especially um, in middle school, and then uh, again at the YMCA, of course, because you know that's where a lot of my movie watching happened. But I really think that the thing that stands out more than anything is that Happy Day performance, because like I know several um, 
family events or like hangouts with friends like we would reference like sister act two and we would just start saying like la 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 and then we just like start going into like that whole scene and it's just so good and i completely forgot uh how well i knew the joyful joyful like remix because i was like singing along with them just like joyful joyful lord we adore thee and in my life i put none before thee because since i was a youngster i came to know that you was the only way to go so i had to grow and come to an understanding that i'm down with the king so now i'm demanding that you tell me who you're down with see because i know is that i'm down with god you're down with god yeah you know me you're down with god yeah you know me you're down with god yeah you know me who's down with god everybody i was like I was like, oh, I I remember so much more of this. And also, in college, uh, I was a part of a Christian step team. Um, and for one of our big performances, we had a whole, like, step dance routine to Joyful Joyful. Uh, so I was, like, remembering just very little parts of our choreography mm-hmm. uh, during that. And gosh, yeah, I just, this movie... Just, just brings me so much joy, so much nostalgia, and uh, I love it. So now we're going to go to the part of the show where we take a quick trip on down to a quote corner. On the board, quote corner. Quote corner. Have your quotes ready at the ticket booth. So quotes are like currency. Quote corner. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you have any quotes? Not one, Grayson. Well, then um, you can't ride this train. <laughs> I got four whole quotes that I want to share with Quote Corner, so buckle up and sit down, but not in that order. These are very large seatbelts. <laughs> they are. You got to buckle and then sit, and then they retract and hold you to the seats. Oh. Uh, my first quote is, I would never use guilt. I'm a nun. <laughs> the, the second quote was, you don't have to bite the donut to know it's sweet. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope. Oh my gosh, we completely forgot uh, Catherine Najimi, who yeah. also uh, was in Hocus Pocus. Yes, she was. She sure does love her cloaks. Same with McGonagall. <laughs> uh, my third quote is, I thought you said, insert some quarters. <laughs> and then my final quote was, $2,000 might as well be a million. <laughs> And uh, that is my payment to Quote Corner. Yeah, that's great. And that quote is actually uh, really what I uh, try to tell every employer um, when coming up with a salary. It's just like $2,000. Might as well be a million. I'm going to write a quote on a piece of paper and slide it across (laughs) the desk. It's from Sister Act 2. Now it's time to launch into some habit cannon. Habit cannon. Yeah. Also known as head cannon. <laughs> what do you got, Grayson? Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, Kathy Najimi from Hocus Pocus was uh, actually one of the uh, the nuns in this movie, but I think the plot goes a little deeper uh, mm. with Kathy. I noticed that she plays Sister Mary. Mary is also her name in Hocus Pocus. So. No. The idea is that she is the same character, but, spoiler alert for Hocus Pocus, you'll remember at the end of that movie, they all burst into dust. So, (laughs) my headcanon is that when they burst into dust, they were scattered through space and time 
uh-huh. to different um, different pockets of the world, basically, so that the three of them could never uh, join back together. Mary here is the first one to restore her memory of who she actually is and uh, is drawn to uh, places or events that may help her find her sisters again. Side note, there is a comment made during the introductions of this movie uh, when they're they get to the school and they're introducing Dolores to everybody that she didn't already know, um, where they talk about Mr. Crisp. There's an offhanded comment about like people say he's the devil. Uh, I think he's the devil. I, uh, I believe that Mary has gone here to track him because in Hocus Pocus, they established that they actually knew the devil. So, He's like her first point of contact, basically, and that's what's drawn her here. Now, what I find really interesting in in this is that uh, you said the role of Dolores was originally written for Bette Midler. So that is uh, like if that timeline had gone on, she would have been reunited with her sister but was separated through this what we consider alternate casting but is actually a different timeline that's been established. Mm -hmm. So she just knows she has to find Dolores when she finds Dolores. It's not her sister, but she's still here. And so that, that kind of takes care of Bette Midler's role in Mary's search for her sisters. What's also interesting is around the same time, there was a movie called Ed Wood that Sarah Jessica Parker starred in, uh, in the role of Dolores. So the Dolores she was actually looking for was over in the Ed Wood universe, and that's why Mary was not able to find her. How did you do this? Sometimes I just get lucky. (laughs) That's amazing. But ultimately, Mary's side story is that she is looking to uh, find her lost sisters in what I call the Sanderson Sister Act. You did it! (laughs) That's amazing! No one's going to top that. I mean, the only headcanon I have is that this is just a prequel to Beekman's world. But, like, other than that... (laughs) And I believe uh you. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, yeah, I just don't... uh, I don't have a ton of, like, compelling headcanon. It's definitely not going to beat that. So, well done, sir. Well done. Thank you, headcanon. (laughs) All right, now we're going to go into the part where we like to talk about... Recast and remakes. Recast and remake. Recast and remake the film. Make it over and over again. Maybe cast to Hari P. Henson. <laughs> is that is that your first one? That that's my first one. All right. Just uh, kind of sang right into it. Wow. Uh, if this movie were to be remade today, which there are talks about a sister act remake, uh, who would you cast and what would the storyline be? If I want them to just do the exact same story of the... Actually, this is specifically Sister Act 2. Um, so my casting for Sister Mary Clarence um, is to Harry P. Henson, like I just sang, uh, and or... Um, because and meaning like Sister Act 2 means that there needs to be two sisters. Um, <laughs> Viola Davis. I think both people kind of play these very serious, these very dramatic roles to the point where I think a, a lot of comedy can be 
gained from seeing like, oh no, they don't know how to nun. Get out of here. I think the only difference would be, uh, I don't know if uh, Viola Davis can sing or not, but I would just love it if instead of it being like a choir, um, that is like acting or something like that. Just Mm -hmm. like, hey, let's do a, a school play. Or just like, just, I just, I guess just change the, um, the vehicle in which they save the school yeah, and set it in the nineties. Cause if it, if it ain't broke, don't break it. Just please don't break it. Yeah. It, we like it how it is. Oh, you have to pay for that in quotes. <laughs> uh, for my recasting, I had uh, Dolores as Leslie Jones. Ooh. Uh, I think she would be good. Um, oh Yeah. And keeping the uh, keeping the new Ghostbusters cast together, I had Melissa McCarthy as Mary, yes, uh, with um, Sister Airbud as <laughs> Allison Hannigan oh, from nice. How I Met Your Mother. I thought she would be yeah. pretty great. Yeah, oh, she'd be uh, so great. And uh, Maggie Smith, it can still be Maggie Smith. There's no reason to mess with that. You don't mess yeah. with greatness. Um, and another Smith in the family is the nun that drives the bus. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had her as Phyllis Smith from the office and inside out. Nice. I think Phyllis would be hilarious as a nun. Oh, that's Um, great. Just a really understated nun. And then, uh, finally I had, um, in the role of Frank K, the student, um, Christian Bale, just (laughs) current day Christian Bale playing a high schooler. (laughs) <laughs> but they never address it. Uh, and then I guess for the for the remake part of it, I wanted to mix together kind of in the style of like the the Men in Black sequel that they're talking about, how they they want to merge it with the Twenty One Jump Street series. I want to uh, combine Sister Act Three with School of Rock Two. I, I think there's a ton you could do there. How good would that be? You guys can't see me, but like I gasped, covered my mouth, and was taken aback because that's the perfect thing. Um, Hollywood, if this happens, we know you listen to our podcast and we expect our check in the mail. We play nice, we uh, mostly accept VHSs as payments um, and quotes and quotes and, and quotes. I'm gonna need a quote on that quote. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I honestly would love to see. Um, Sister Act as a series. Mm. Um, Whoopi Goldberg's character in this movie is really strong, and the the kids talked about like, yeah, we're gonna wait for next year. But like, I feel like there are more kind of fish out of water moments that could you know happen for like her actually trying to be a nun and like you know live this like secret like i love the premise of her being in witness protection and trying to be a nun um but still like having a life or like trying to like teach these nuns a thing or two like i just love that premise and i think that you could easily have just a hundred episodes of that you really could and some of their titles of those episodes could be none your business where the nuns (laughs) try to start uh like a lemonade stand or something uh, you also have Clothwork Orange, where they try to <laughs> brainwash some people. Um, a Halloween episode called Rosary's Baby. Oh, my God. Um, 
You could do a crossover with uh, Harry Potter and McGonagall called Fresh Out of the Coven. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> and probably the whole series, if they didn't want to brand it as Sister Act, just call the whole thing Bad Habit. That has oh. a lot of longevity. You have, like, Bad Teacher, <laughs> Bad Santa, same kind of thing. So Bad Habit. I think that would be... If they're to try like rebranded, that's the name. Bad habit. And then the series finale is just called Judgment Day. <laughs> Orange is the new black and white. <laughs> I'm on board. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. All right. Now we're going to go to our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend Sister Act 2 colon back in the habit? I would recommend Sister Act 2 because it really does showcase Whoopi Goldberg. And I feel like I have not seen enough Whoopi Goldberg on screen because I stopped watching The View a long time ago. (laughs) Um, She's great. She really is great. And she's very funny. Uh, She's just like absorbs that character. And it's one of those movies that made me like want to seek out more Whoopi Goldberg movies. It's got a positive message. It uh, really is feel good. So uh, I, I do think it's satisfying in in that sense um, to just kind of explore this adventure that they're going on, similar to uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, back in The Hobbit. <laughs> well done. Yeah, I totally agree. I would recommend Sister Act 2 because I have personal attachments to it, so that i just think it's a good movie so i think you should watch it because it's Uh, one of the hundred movies you watched in daycare (laughs) daycare ricky gives it a 100 out of 100 (laughs) um but also i mean it is such a feel-good movie i also love how this movie I, i while watching this movie i realized how this movie is basically like i mean granted i really did enjoy this movie but i'm gonna here's a hot take it's a better Pitch Perfect. Um, oh. And I really enjoyed Pitch Perfect, but, like, Pitch Perfect was Sister Act 2. Like, Sister Act, like, it, you have this group of kids um, who are singers, but, like, no one really likes them. But someone new fuses, like, hip-hop or, like, a new way of singing, and it blows the competition away. Um, I, I I like the heart in this movie, um because of that so if you if you like pitch perfect i think you, you would love sister act 2 because there's heart there's 90s references that are just adorable and the conflict in the movie isn't with anyone other than the people fighting for themselves you know like like there's not like there's not another team that's just like oh well we can sing better than you like there's not like a rivalry with any other school per se it's just like oh like do we believe in ourselves enough to even give this a shot yeah um and i I just love that i love that it made me feel all warm and emotional inside and it was just a really sweet movie so i'd recommend it for all those reasons and if you think to yourself oh you know the last time i saw Whoopi goldberg wasn't in a habit well let me tell you this movie has that try to imagine yourself a Whoopi back in the habit Sister Act 2. Judgment Day. (laughs) Episode where they go camping called Act Naturally. (laughs) All right. So that is our review of Sister Act 2 colon 
back in the habit. Let us know what you remember about Sister Act on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks. And it would mean so much to us if you could leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps the show out and lets people know that this is the podcast for people to get back into things. You know, old movies, behaviors that you used to perform regularly, and nun headdresses. Yeah. Flash back in the habit flicks. The all Sister Act podcast. <laughs> Official name change. You heard it here. Next week, Sister Act 2 again. It's a crossover <laughs> between Sister Act and the Terminator called I'll Be Back in the Habit. Yes! <laughs> so on a scale of one to five back habits, um, <laughs> how would you rate this review? And um, if you could write out what secret identity would you want to have if you were oh, in witness protection? Interesting. It's like you'd pose as a certain occupation. Right. To avoid the mob bosses. Yeah. Right. I would go somewhere like inconspicuous. Um, so I'd be just an internet commenter. Um, I would probably you know, go into witness protection as a mobster because they would never <gasps> think. Oh, you're right. That it's Tony sitting next to me. <laughs> it was me all along. You don't recognize me? I saw you kill that. Oh, I got to go be a male man now. <laughs> and then you just like put on a fake mustache. I think being like, a mailman would be like the worst witness protection <laughs> because like everybody sees you every single day. Hey, um, Todd, have I ever told you, you look a lot like this guy who we're trying to kill. <laughs> I delivered your box of guns. Oh, I got to go be an accountant. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to go into witness protection um, as a movie producer. That would be really cool. Uh, too probably high profile, but I'd, <laughs> I'd love just getting to make movies. I'd love to go into witness protection as the guy that puts people in witness protection. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, they'd never think I'm my own client. This whole thing really got out of hand. <laughs> it really did. And we are going to continue sequelary in the next episode. So make sure that you are tuned in right here to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. <laughs>